0: for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, I'm Michelle Kane. My company is Voice Matters, and I'm here as always with my fantastic co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. It's September.
1: <laughs> Happy September.
0: Yes, we're in it. We are in it. Yeah. I, uh, I can't believe it. You know, you wish the days away when it's hot and humid and you don't want to go outside and then suddenly what? We're in the last quarter, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, almost there, right? Almost. It's last month of quarter three. And mm-hmm. then it's that home stretch into the
0: into the year. Wild. It's wild. But that's okay. And we thank everybody for coming on this wild ride with us. And today we're gonna talk about a topic that's getting lots of buzz out there. We're going to talk about quiet quitting.
1: Yeah, that is, that is, you know, it's funny because it's a new label, but it's not necessarily a new thing, but right. everybody's so freaked out about it. Um, or I should say corporate leadership. And <laughs> it's really like, oh my God. And there are some companies that are taking it seriously to their credit, yeah. like. They are discovering this and really wanting to understand and get a handle on it. Right. And,
0: you know, I, I think in a lot of ways, I know we've discussed this off-air, how you know it's not really quitting. And in a lot of ways, it feels like the answer to or the complement to the great resignation. You know, we yeah. are still going through this rethinking of what work means to us. Now, as solos and, and business owners, we've already done that. But, you know, people who are employed thinking, you know, wait, I don't have to accept that anymore. Oh, okay. So maybe I'm not going to leave my position, but let me just sit and reevaluate. Where am I over serving? Where am I over giving? Where am I allowing, you know, more to be received from me than what I'm being compensated for? I also think too, it's the old, and to say, none of this is necessarily new. But people are less accepting of the, we'll reward you with pizza lunch,
1: you know, (laughs) as compensation for something, (laughs) a job well done. (laughs) And I think we should make, we should make a distinction because there are two versions of quiet quitting. There's quiet quitting that is really balanced. It's healthy. It means that you're, you really are still excited about your career. You still want to contribute, but you've learned to um, set those guardrails around your personal time. And that is one of the positive impacts of the pandemic is that people reconnected with the rest of their lives and really started to see the value of making that a priority as well. So in my mind, that's really not quiet quitting. That is healthy work-life balance, which we preach to solos all the time and don't always get right. The quiet quitting (laughs) that really concerns me and concerns employers as well is the hopelessness, the Mm. disengagement, yeah. where you're not rising above, you're not excited to develop yourself, you're not excited to challenge yourself, you, you're you not excited in the company, you're really just doing the least yeah. that you can to get by. So you're yeah. phoning it in basically. Yeah. But that is not the sole domain of traditional employment. Correct. I think that everybody at some point hits a quiet quitting phase of their career. Mm-hmm. And always to me, a good sign when you are feeling that same old, same old, when you are feeling disengaged and maybe you're not describing it as hopelessness, but it really is yeah. sometimes low key depression. Yeah. And in times of the pandemic wouldn't surprise me if that's happening more often. Right. We hit that point in our business where you could just be going along. You're just, Doing the work. You're not necessarily, you know, depressed about it. Maybe you're not mad about it. Maybe you don't hate it. You're not leaving Mm -hmm. home like I hate this, this whole thing, but you've quite quit on your own business. And Mm -hmm. the fact that this is really becoming so widespread, because I do think that the number of people who have given into this has grown exponentially since the pandemic. Yeah. It's really concerning because. Where do we go from here? I mean, you should right. not own a business or be in a job where it's not fulfilling. You're getting zero satisfaction out of it, and to the point where you're just going along.
0: It's certainly a two way street, right? So even if you're not, yeah. and I don't mean this in a negative way, right? Everybody's wired differently, and some people are wired are just not wired to be very self motivating, right? Because yes you know some people as we go along our careers we check in with ourselves and say okay am i okay with where i am what's what's happening here am i am i getting in a rut do i need a new challenge so there's that aspect of it and then kudos to the employers that are concerned but bonus points to those that are concerned and willing to check in with themselves as a company okay well what is our culture is our culture encouraging people to check in with themselves are they incur- are we encouraging our our people to, you know, want to strive. And I don't, again, I mean, within healthy boundaries. Are we providing them with leadership opportunities? Are we providing them with growth opportunities? Are we just checking in as far as the systems that we have, the way we run our business? Is that both serving our bottom line and the people who contribute to it? Well, it's really well, I mean, I always like to view anything as an opportunity. This is a huge opportunity yet again for the business world to just take a step back and and evaluate what's happening in their midst. And you know, okay, yeah, cliche alert: rising tide lifts all boats. So you know, True. make make sure everyone's got a good boat and good time. And I,
1: you know, I think for those of us who are running our own businesses. It, it is natural. It is natural after a certain point of time wow. to go from being in a flow and finding your groove, and you know everything is, you know, all cylinders are operating, things are going well. That you are not toiling, which is right. which is a goal. You should not toil in your business either. Let me just right. say that it should not be. It should not be this traumatic, difficult thing. Mm-hmm. However, if it's crossed the line over into hosting in a negative way, there are some things that you should do. And and number Mm -hmm. one is to recognize it. Just be real with yourself and then go through your checklist. Am I not excited about the business or is it a particular client or is it a particular set of things that I'm doing in my business? Are the services that I offer still right for me? In our solo a PR pro group recently, many of the members talked about tapping into their, their great writing skills, which used to be a requirement for PR and leaning more on the writing side because they enjoy that. And so you can go along for years doing a mix of things and then something interests you more in a season of life than in other periods. And so you can lean into that. So think about, is it everything that's not, Given me that spark, or is there something that I need to figure out that I want to do more of? Is it the industries that you're working with? Maybe a little industry shakeup would Mm -hmm. do good. And you can break into another industry by offering to work with another solo, bringing Mm -hmm. your expertise to somebody else's team, and getting your feet wet in something to see if it's something that you want to pursue. It may be that you need to mix up your schedule or You know, you may need a dog on vacation. And all of these things are really, again, natural. But I would also say that, and we've talked about this in the past, but I don't know that we've touched on this recently, but you should have a professional development plan for yourself. Mm -hmm. That does not begin and end with employment. We still, Mm -hmm. human beings, we all want to have value. We all want to contribute in life. We want it to matter. I don't care what career you choose. That's just human nature. Yeah. And I know for the solos, you can probably you know take that up times one hundred. We like making a difference. We want to matter. We want our work to have significance. So right. it's up to you because you're the boss of your company to make sure that you set out your own professional development plan. That means you know making sure that you're learning new things making sure that you are moving forward. And so while you may not be climbing a corporate ladder, and even if you have zero desire to scale your business, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you can't grow as a professional. So take a look at the areas where you're like, you know what, I'm weak in this area. And not you're weak and it's something that you hate doing. Don't do that. But (laughs) if it's a weakness, that you enjoy and you want to get better, take a course, take a right. workshop, right? Some, start to you know have a plan. Every year, as we're getting towards the end of the year, sit down and make your professional development plan for the coming year. Think about what you want to accomplish this time next year. I want to be here. I mm. want to be good at this. So then, learn about that yeah. thing. Pers- into that thing. Develop yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, pursue it. And and the beauty of it is, you know, there's really no pressure. So it's not like you're you're stressing through it of, oh, I have to take this class. You know, if Yes. You know, digital marketing, even if you don't want to touch creating a Facebook ad, take take a top level course, you know, a 30,000 foot view course, just so you're better at knowing what your vendors are talking about. Little things like that. You know, Google Analytics is changing to GA4. And even those in the business are saying, (laughs) so, you know, uh, even if it's just subscribing to some things, I know we all like to have our our email inbox clean, but, you know, keep up to things. Maybe start a book club with yourself. Get inspired by other people's stories because we're storytellers, you know, whether it's, you know, people who are successful in business or, just in other things, and also reading other writers helps us as writers. Even though I know for me, I don't know about you, Karen, but sometimes at the end of the day, I don't want to look at any more words. I just want to look at pictures. But <laughs> it's still important to well, dive
1: into work-related activities into the work day Honestly, yeah. because at the end of the day, yeah. I'm pretty keyed, and yeah. I just I need to relax, decompress, and walk away from it. And and I would encourage you guys to do that. So, you know, again, me, the time black girl, I do block time in my calendar every single week. I have chunks of time, yeah. big chunks, whole days. Like I don't have meetings every day, so I have free days. And so yeah. some of those days are devoted to strategic work where I'm really doing more thinking, planning, and not doing. Other right. days may be devoted to like writing. If I have some, you know, writing to do, then that's deep, you know, that's deep work because it takes thought. And so I want to just have free time to do that. And then I have time to do things like go through a course that I've signed up for, or some reading and taking some notes or watching some videos. Videos is another way to learn and like, huh, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I watch videos about just sometimes things that I'm not even really interested at mastering, but you know, like, how to do this on TikTok or mm. start advertising, just to keep up and yeah. and just keep you fresh. And it, you know, you walk away and you are like, huh, I didn't know that, or I learned something, or oh, yeah. that changed. Wow, okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I my personal rule for anything with regard to professional development is I want it to either affirm that okay, I know what I am doing, or inspire, or teach me something new. You know, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to rock the world but yeah. uh, just it keeps keeps you fed it keeps you fed and that's that's important because you know uh, a friend of mine's friend of mine someone once told her of course she, this is to do with dieting right but you know about eating and he, and um it was actually her son he's a personal trainer and he said mom you're a wood burning you know you're a wood burning fire you have to keep putting the logs on and that can translate to a lot of things right you know our creativity we can't just let it tamper out so I think you just have to keep that fed and I think that's very important. so you know do yourself that favor enrich invest in yourself. I think that's a nice phrase. pop it yeah. on a post-it note, put it on you know the top of your computer monitor or your laptop invest in yourself it's okay and I and I get it because I live it so many days where you're in it you're doing it, you're doing the work, you're taking care of everyone else, taking care of your clients. And then suddenly you lift your head up and you realize, oh, wait a second. What was that thing I was going to look into? Yeah. So I, I agree with you, Karen. I think if you can block out chunks of your day, you know, for me, sometimes that's a Monday morning because, you know, everyone's kind of crawling back to their email reluctantly. Some of us reluctantly. That's a great time to to find that downtime or even a Friday afternoon you know, I I always joke, nothing good happens after three o'clock on a Friday. So make sure it's something good.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was, there was a reporter that I spoke with uh, one evening this week and it's because she called us and I'm sure. really good at getting back to reporters right away. And so it was on a Thursday and she goes, well, um, we were, she, we were joking. She's like, Oh my God, I forgot to say that it wasn't urgent. And so I laughed and, oh. I said, okay. and she goes, like, totally could have waited until tomorrow. And she goes, I'm actually, she goes, you're going to hear my baby cry in a minute. Oh. And meeting dinner. I was like, Oh my God, well, please go have dinner. And she goes, well, yeah. you know, Friday, I know it's summer Fridays. And I, I sort of laughed because <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Fridays is year round for Karen's <laughs> time I don't work on Fridays. Yeah. Just yeah. Don't. And, and I don't, yeah. Tell people that's the funny thing. Like now, I'm outing myself to the entire audience. (laughs) I make a big deal of it. I don't like announce like I only work Monday through Thursday. I just don't do that. I just don't work on Fridays. If there's something that I want to do on a Friday, I will do it. So, but I, I, it's not a regular workday for me. So you know, like holiday weekends, Friday's always my off day, and I make use of it. I, you know, do kind of, I get myself ready personally to have the weekend off. And so when you do things on Friday, you organize, you do laundry, you clean up, you know, your little errands, you do whatever when, you know, it's a really relaxing day for me. And then if I have a work thing that I want to do, like, Oh, I really want to do that. And sometimes I do like, sometimes I really want to write something or do something. But by the time Saturday rolls around, I'm already relaxed. I'm not spending the day trying to get to that relaxation point. It works for me. And I share that because this is a way that you could not want to quiet quit by (laughs) putting in a little more breathing room into your schedule.
0: Uh, Um, Margins. Yes. Margins are beautiful things. No, I think that's great. And I think think so often as solos, we can do that to ourselves, right? Of. Well, it's a work day. My clients are working, so I should be at the ready. And and I think the more time that you get as a solo, the more you can pause and realize they will find you whenever they need you anyway. And as we've said so many times, we have all the technology in our hands that we need.
1: We do. We need to do an entire podcast that really walks step-by-step step on how to yeah. really boss up and Love not it. allow other people to control your time. Right. And I know so many people struggle with that concept. They feel this <laughs> unnecessary obligation to account yeah. for their hours with clients. And here's the thing. Client relationships are B2B. You're a business. Yeah. They're a business. Yep. When you hire a business to do work for you, you may agree on your scope of work. You agree on a price. You agree on the deliverables. And if it's, for example, a contractor that's coming to your house, you have a window of time that you expect them to do the work, right. but you're not asking them to give you a breakdown of every single thing that they did. And you're not expecting them to account for the time that they're not doing the work for you. You just want the work done. You want the deliverable. Yet somehow can fall into this mindset that we treat clients like they're our boss. And I want to throw that back to all of you as you go into this week to really think about it or the rest of this week, you know, whenever this airs to really (laughs) think about. Am I doing that? Am I giving somebody control over my business? Because you're the CEO of your business. Do you expect the CEO of your client to to treat you like you're their boss? And, And if we want that seat at the table, if we want to be in the room where strategic decisions are being made, because we are strategic counselors, how can you do that if you keep treating yourself and telling the world to treat you like you work,
0: for a fast food
1: restaurant where you have to clock in and clock out. No shade to fast food restaurant workers. But I'm saying that's not your role. You're not clocking in and out. You don't punch a time clock for a client. And yes, even if you bill by the hour, that doesn't mean that the client gets to dictate what those hours are. They do not. And newsflash people, stop feeling like you have to answer emails Two minutes when they come in, no one does that anymore. Right, no, no, they don't. No, they don't. Please don't. It, and yeah. and you're like, oh my God, but the client. And so I think the fear, and it is, this is fear driven. It all comes from the back of our head where we have that little voice saying, if I am not perfect, if I don't do this, they are going to fire me. You're afraid <laughs> of losing income. But in your fear you're also holding yourself back yeah from really being what you want to be which is your own business and fully in control of your life and your income and i bet that a lot of those people that are that you're allowing to keep you in this trap and that you are allowing yourself to be treated by an employee you probably have missed your money too yeah. cuz you're not making good decisions with who you take on as a client because you're not thinking of yourself as a business. So we're going to do a whole thing on this because I've been seeing this crop up a lot lately. And not to bother you guys, but (laughs) you know, those of us who have been in business a lot longer, I'll speak for myself. I just want people to love what they do. And I want them to have a business that not only allows them to love their work, but love their life. And so that is that's my goal in life. I could care less about awards. I could care less about any of that stuff. I don't care about designations and credentials. If I leave this world and people say, you know what, Karen's one really helped me to have a great business. Then I promise you that I will come back from the grave and give you a big giant hug. <laughs> okay, well,
0: I can vouch. You are well on your way with that. and And part of that fear too, and think of it this way. I mean, because you're not accessible 24/7 someone's going to fire you business relationships can end for any reason at any time and it's 99% of the time never personal so i mean not not to create more fear but you know just enjoy your day enjoy the work you're doing enjoy enjoy the way that you do it and even if even if you know let's say baby step if you think i have to respond right away if if that itch needs to be scratched reply and say great i will let you know within the next day whatever you need to do to get yourself there because i will tell you most and this has not happened a lot but you know i've had it said to me at times like oh you didn't have to get back to me so it's fine we've got time and and I think we do have the pandemic to thank for that. I think it's taught many of us that nothing is was ever as urgent as we think it is. You know, publications always have
1: extensions for
0: deadlines.
1: <laughs> There's always wiggle room. And... You know what, you bring up a good point. The nature of our profession is immediacy, right? Yeah. You know, there are things that I'm immediate about. I'm immediate to responding to things that are immediate. And right. journalists responding to me is something that I do take very seriously because I, that is a requirement. You and, don't and
0: remember. you, and you value though, that relationship too. And you want and
1: to you express value that value. That and even though sometimes it's taken like six attempts to get their attention. We still respond quickly to that. Yeah. That is, and and that's okay. Like there are some things that I'm really okay doing, but right, we we stress ourselves out about things, and and maybe it's yeah. a certain generation. You know, I am Generation Jones, and so I grew up with a telephone with a wire, and so I think maybe you're wired to like something rings, you answer it. You know, <laughs> maybe that's where it came from. The phone. Rings, maybe that's a until. <laughs> You know, later years when we got answering machines, which came before voicemail, where people can leave you a message, and we were more comfortable not answering right away. But then email came along, and it's like this felt like a Uh, instant communication. Yeah. But I got news for you. It's not said. You have a phone. You have your apps on your phone that you need. If something truly is urgent, you can respond to it. Yeah. And. You know, I don't know about everybody else, but you know, I use Slack for clients. We Slack more than we email. We only use email for the stuff that somebody else really sends us. For some clients, (laughs) use email for anything. Like you drop links to files in email. You just and we Slack. I mean, we don't really use email. But you know, something from them in email, I could answer it five days later because it's really probably just a FYI or something that somebody else sent. It's like oh here, and then we're going to talk about it in Slack anyway. Yeah. So, we have Slack. You have your phone with your email app on it. So, you can always respond. But yeah. if you kind of take yourself out of that, and, and here's the great reason for doing that. Now, you've eliminated this problem of switching, which causes your brain to work harder. It makes you more tired. Yeah. And it makes your workday a lot longer because when you have to switch between tasks all day long, it's exhausting and you don't have time for deep work. So, right. if you stop. Like, Don't look at your emails first thing in the morning. Do something mm. else first thing in the morning and your first work tax of the day. Make it something that even if it's a quick win and it's going to take you 20 minutes, but it's important, get it out of the way. And yeah. then you can do a quick like, run-through of email. Mind you, you don't have to even answer all that stuff. You can just do a quick run-through, make sure nothing's popping off. But chances mm. are, if something was really wrong, the client would reach out in a different oh, way. Yeah. You know, they'll text, they'll call, they'll find you. Yeah, talk, yeah. phone call. they're going to be like, yeah.
0: hey, hey. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. And sometimes, you know, things, sometimes things will be urgent and that's okay because
1: sometimes there's
0: there is a little, sometimes a literal fire. Yeah. But yeah, but PR pros, we're, we're used to that. We're cool. I mean, you know, I yeah. had an event a few weeks ago. I was going to enjoy my Saturday, but the local news wanted some clips. They couldn't make it out. So guess what? I'm going to the show, got some clips, got it on TV. It was great. You know, it wasn't. Was it my plan? No, nope, that's okay. It because you haven't quiet quit. <laughs> I have not quiet quit. Trust. I think if I ever quit, it'll be very loud.
1: Oh, same. Same. Well, with the tell-all book to go along with it. Yeah. With the
0: Honestly, press tour.
1: You're like, Karen's whim is really done. And let me tell you all the stuff that I like. All those subtweets, Let me tell you the real story. Oh, it my was gosh. even more.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, we're so glad that you have not quit on us. Uh, um, So please don't ever quit Quit us. Don't loud quit us. Don't ever quit us. But we are so grateful that you spend this time with us every week. And if you find value in what you've just heard, please do share it around. We appreciate you. And um, if you have any comments or things that you'd like us to cover, please hit us up at soloprpro.com. And until then, thanks for joining us on That's All Alive.